One of the most common apparitions in this hotel, and it is a full body, completely clear apparition, is as you are lathering up in the shower, it's always dudes, lathering up in the shower, dude turns around, and lo and behold, there is a fully naked woman standing in the oh. shower. Like In the shower? In the shower. Wait, Did you back. see that? <laughs> what? Yeah. What is this? What? Oh my gosh, what's going on? No, no. This is a part that's scary because nothing's happening. Oh! <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> oh my gosh. <gasps> no! <laughs> no! That was scary. That was scary. That was scary. It's time for girls and ghouls. Okay, let's talk about it. Hello. Hello, friends. <laughs> Welcome back to Girls and Ghouls. You know what we didn't do again last Introduce time? Introduce ourselves. Yep. We really suck at that. I'm sorry. We do. I am. My name I'm is... Minerva. I was going to be Minerva. Oh, I stole it. My name is Walter. <laughs> is that Walter. just what came out? <laughs> it is. It just rolls off the tongue. <laughs> Walter. Yeah, I'm Kirsten. I'm Aaron, if I must be. If you must if be. I must be Sumby. Sumby. If I must be Sumby today. <laughs> we don't know who we are. We lost ourselves amidst all these stories. Yeah. Uh, so. So. It's, uh, it's still raining. <laughs> Newsflash. Newsflash. We are, we're recording this the same day as last week's episode, obviously. Yeah. But. No, it's still, it's a week later and it's still raining. It, according to the Weather Channel, what I'm saying is true. Mm-hmm. It is still raining all week. For sure. For sure. Yes. The rains in Spain's fall mainly on Pennsylvania. <laughs> Fun times. Yes, and a good time was had by all. So since we are recording this in the same day as the previous episode, that means we're still terrified out of our pants from the story that I told. And it's only going to get worse, my friends. <sighs> listen. Look and listen. Uh, I'm going to... I, I, I uh, Kirsten's <laughs> brought it this this week. With her stories, I will bring us back home with something a little less terrifying. We're going to talk about pigeons and rainbows. Okay. Pigeons? Pigeons. Why pigeons? (laughs) I don't even know. I don't even know what I'm going to say 90% of the time. It just comes out, and I'm like, You're Michael Scott. I'm Michael Scott. That's right. That's right. I declare (laughs) bankruptcy. Bankruptcy. Oh my gosh! Have you say seen? I declared it. <laughs> have you seen the mashup that some that somebody put together of uh, Jack Ryan, Jack Ryan and in the Dwight. Office? Yes, it's brilliant. It. It's the funniest I thing ever. I love it so much. If I you guys it. haven't seen that, we'll have to share that in the Facebook group because it is so freaking funny. Share it. It's so funny. I love it. Anyway, I haven't watched Jack Ryan. Everybody says it's good, but I gotta be honest, I don't want to watch it. <laughs> 
I can't really watch it because I have horrible internet. Oh, yeah. Well, I won't tell you about it because I won't be watching it. My mom's trying to watch it, and it's, like, really grainy. <laughs> Aw, that's not fun. Like, yeah, I just don't. I don't have that much patience for it to buffer fun. every minute or so. Like, yeah. I just don't care that much. Yeah. I think now that there are two seasons of Santa Clarita Diet on Netflix, I'm going to start that. See, because I can't watch a show that I have to wait like a year to watch. Yeah, Game of Thrones. Thank you for that. Because Mark and I binged the first however many seasons of Game of Thrones. And then then they're like, we'll be back in like two years with the the final season. Two years. Well, that's what they did with Stranger Things. It was a year. I don't, we get no Stranger Things this year. And see, that's the that's the hard part with that, too, is that you get the entire season in one fell swoop, and then you have to wait. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not like you stretch it out, either. No. You know? It's just... Nope. I love Game of Thrones. And I... They, I've never seen that show. They even came out recently and said that it might be delayed even more. Why? What are they doing? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. All I know... I don't understand. ...is that I want it back okay she wants it now i want it right now i love kit harrington and he's beautiful and i just need it in my life okay that's all i ask for just just give me kit harrington and nobody gets hurt i'm fine i'm okay i mean they already took jason momoa like his character died in one of the early seasons. Oh, well, then what's the point? So it's like, if I can't have him, which, by the way, okay, movie update. Marley and I went to see A Simple Favor this weekend. Have you seen the previews for this? I have seen the previews. It's Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively, and I thought it was interesting because Anna Kendrick's character is a mommy vlogger, which I was like, oh, oh that's fun. She has like a little YouTube channel, and she does crafts and food and stuff, and it's really cute on the in the movie it i was not expecting it to be good because right god lover nothing blake lively has done has ever been good i mean the shallows was pretty awesome she's beautiful and she married well but her movies have not been very good um i mean she's married to ryan reynolds guys it's pretty daggum good um the movie was awesome it was so much better than i thought it would be it's kind of like a dark comedy thriller. Oh. It's very, very good. It was very well done. It was, it keeps you guessing until the very, very end of the movie, which I love. Yeah. Um, there were some really unexpected twists and turns throughout the movie. The characters were really cast very well. Like, it was just a very well done movie. And I'm not a huge Anna Kendrick fan, but she was great. As Stephanie, yeah. and just it was good. I highly recommend that movie. While we were waiting for that movie to start, the previews came on, and the previews for Aquaman came on. Oh. And I'm yeah. sorry, but that movie is going to be awful. But I will pay money to go see it because I get to look at Jason Momoa for two hours. He's a mostly shirtless man. the entire yeah. time. Mm-hmm. I do not like DC Comics movies; they are mm-hmm. terrible. Yeah. I but I will watch it. <laughs> yep, I'm going to watch that one. I'm a Marvel so girl all the way. But mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll slum it for a, 
for a movie. I'll slum it for some Jason Momoa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is Aquaman? Yeah. Yep, I'll do it. Oh, he's so good looking. And so Marley and I saw the previews and both of us reached out and grabbed each other and we're like, (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) he's so gorgeous. What else do we see the previews for? There's, there's a movie coming out called the girl from the spider web or something like that. That looks very, very good. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a thriller movie. Um, looks very interesting. Girl in the spider web, something about a girl in a spider web. I don't know. Anyway, it looks good. Um, I can't remember what else. There were several. I want to see Glass. I haven't seen the previews for that. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so here's the issue, though. Glass is a, is a, it's it's coming out in January. And it's uh, Unbreakable and Split. Those worlds are coming together. And see, I don't know what any of that means. What? Okay, Unbreakable is an old, an older movie. Sam Jackson, Bruce Willis. Um, Split is what's his name? James. James Bless's heart. What's his name? McAvoy. James Bless's heart. McAvoy. I don't know. I don't know. He's. I love him so so much. He's British and adorable. He's in like he plays uh, Professor X, like young Professor X in the newer X Men movies. And okay. In in Split, he's a dude with. Uh, split personality and he's he kidnaps these girls and everything <gasps> i have seen that movie and that movie is freaky okay, and so, so good so it's him and uh bruce willis and sam jackson in the asylum okay. and sarah paulson is that her name that's she's a doctor a name okay i think that's her name she's like a, a psychiatrist who studies people with uh delusions of grandeur and oh my goodness it's about the bad guys coming together that's awesome it looks so good and that'll be see. good but i haven't yeah. seen split and i haven't seen unbreakable you haven't seen split i haven't seen oh split. my gosh it it was on like we watched it by accident one day yeah and it was maybe 30 minutes in when i started watching it so i haven't seen the very beginning but oh my gosh it's so good see i want to because and the reason i haven't is just because we're old and we fall asleep early lately <laughs> Um, and John has been very much like, oh, I don't really want to watch that. It's M. Night Shyamalama Lama Lama. Uh, and it's like, you know, you're going to have to get over that because. Well, you just need to watch it one day when your kids are at school. That's probably what I'll do now that I've binged all the Twilight movies. By the way, guys. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that out loud. <laughs> I didn't know if you wanted to confess that. But oh, yeah, I'll I called it. I sent Erin a text message one day last week. I was like, what are you doing? And she's like, I don't want to tell you. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, okay. And she's like, I'm eating a sandwich and watching Twilight. <laughs> and then I called her so we could mock Kristen Stewart's stupid face together. Because that's all she okay. does is make stupid faces. It's so true. She has a so, stupid face. She does. And she makes these weird sounds and stuff. And I'm like, I'm trying not to be like judgmental. But I have heard so much about these stupid movies for so many years, and I've never seen them. And I was just sitting in the living room in my silent, empty house with, like, nothing to do with my lunch. And then the first thing that popped up on, this is included with your Amazon Prime membership, was Twilight. And I was like, well, I could turn this on just for background. You know, yeah. and then I won't And you get care. sucked in, though, don't you? And then I was sitting, yeah. But I still think, okay, and I've watched, I watched all 20 of them, it feels like. 
I watched them all because I also was like mildly sick and everything. So I didn't really do anything. So that's what my whole week was. And every movie, I I did that thing at the end where I was like, wait, what? I don't understand. But I think that out of, if you haven't seen the movies, it won't make any sense to you. But my favorite thing from the entire series is in the very last movie when Bella. When it ends. (laughs) When it ends. No. (laughs) No, that was good too. It was so cheesy. Oh, my God. When Bella's fighting Taylor Lautner and his gloriousness, they're, like, in an argument, and she yells at him in this angry voice, You nicknamed my daughter after the Loch Ness Monster? (laughs) (laughs) And I lost it. That movie, those movies are terrible. They are terrible. They're terrible. Not even, like, not even, like, good terrible it's like just bad. You get done with them and you're like, why did I just waste my why life? Why did I do that? Why was I so invested mm-hmm. in this for the entire week? What have yeah. I done with my but it did But now you can say know. that you've watched them and now I can say that I've watched them. Yeah. I still don't think I still don't understand the Robert Pattinson Kristen Stewart thing. Like I remember when those came out, everyone was like, this, they're such beautiful people. I still think Robert Pattinson looks like a homeless person. Not that homeless people Don't are ugly. Don't say that to Marley. Just... Marley thinks oh. he's beautiful. Oh, my God. He's so gross. And in that movie, he's even grosser. <laughs> he's all, like, pasty and sickly looking. And well, I was and sitting, then <clears throat> I had to school Aaron to on the... super good looking? Yeah. What? I had to school Aaron on the whole Cedric Diggory... Um, twilight oh the theory the theory yeah yeah so if you're a harry potter fan cedric diggory is robert pattinson and he dies in the movie and a lot of people were like he didn't die he just moved (laughs) over to the pacific northwest and used his magic to become a vampire (laughs) like if he did that why of all people would he want Kristen stewart i know she's because she's dumb as a box of rocks she smells really good really good you know who I, I did like don't. in that movie, though? Who? And then I looked him up outside of the movie. Actually, there were two people, okay? There were who? two dudes that I was like, yeah, I, I, okay. The guy that plays Jasper. Yeah. He's, he's especially when he's talking, because he's got that nice drawl, you know? Mm-hmm. And I like that. And then I don't know who the character is, but in the last movie, there's that one, the one dude who's like a vagrant vampire out murdering people in the alleys. But mm. the dude's, like, gay in real life, and that made me so sad because I was like, so man, you're so beautiful. The guy. So disappointing. He's in so many different movies, too, and he's just a beautiful man. Beautiful man. He's got great teeth. I don't, I don't teeth. know who you're talking about. He's I got great teeth. <laughs> he does, like The Rock. <clears throat> got beautiful teeth. The Rock does have beautiful teeth. The Rock is just beautiful. He is. He is. That he's picture a hot of him with his little man. infant baby daughter. It just I gets just, me every time, yeah. right in the ovaries. I'm like, there we go. <laughs> just punches you. <laughs> like, that's what I need in my life. <laughs> that's why, I like, oh, my gosh, I saw this video montage. We're circling back to Jason Momoa because I saw a little video montage of him talking about how much he loves his wife and how Isn't she's just nice? an angel and amazing and wonderful and how he she's blessed his life immensely with their babies and all this stuff. And I'm like, that. You're so gorgeous. She's amazing. <laughs> she vomited. It's so, so gross. Good. So mm-hmm. gross. Yeah. So 
we're going to get like 40 bad reviews. Like, get on with it. No more girl talk. People don't do that with this one. No, no one cares on this one because it's truly terrible. You guys, our other podcast, people are like poo-pooing the fact that we have these little rants for like 15 minutes before we get to the good stuff. I'm like, fine. Poo-poo whatever. away, poo-pooers. That's right, poo-pooers. I'll get my wheel of poop. <laughs> See what color poop. they are. What color they are on the color wheel. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anyways. Anyway. Do you want to get scary? Like I'm ready. Like, super scary? Because I started off this week now. Yeah, excited. you started. <sighs> All right. <sighs> Time to center. Healing, All right. Breathe, breathing. Hearing breathes. <laughs> what? The caffeine's kicked in. <laughs> it really has. <laughs> We're done for now. Okay. okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. I had to ask my daughter how to pronounce this man's name because... Is he French? So, my, yes. My daughter spent 10 days in Switzerland recently as part of a Swiss exchange program with her French class. Mm-hmm. And so I've mentioned this before that when my friends travel somewhere, I like to look up places that are haunted where they've been and be like, ha ha, you went to a haunted place. Um, so <laughs> she's Marley, not malicious at all. <laughs> Marley was in Switzerland for 10 days. So I started looking up ghost stories in Switzerland and I found this gym. Oh my gosh. Yep. Um, so I'm going to butcher this, but I'm going to pronounce it as best as my Southern self can say a French name. Okay. Got this. You ready? Ready. His name, the man's name is... Melquois Jolet, Joller, something like that. J-O-L-L-E-R. I'd say Joller. It's not Joller. It's like Joller. Something like that. Okay? Marley, we Melquois, apologize for this. I am so sorry, honey. You told me how to say it, and I can't do it. So, Melquois, that's his first name. No, just call him Joller. Joller. I like he, it. Yeah. <laughs> So he was um, he was a lawyer. He was a member of the National Council, which is Switzerland's lower house of parliament. Um, and the home where this story took, takes place is his boyhood home. He lived in this house from the time he was born in 1818. Um, he inherited it after the death of his father in 1845. Everything was fine, normal. Like, the only time he didn't live here was when he was in school, and then he moved back, and his wife and his kids all lived here with him and a few servants. And everything was normal until the fall of 1860. So it started off innocently enough. Um, One of his maidservants, who slept in the bedchamber upstairs on the third floor, she reported one morning that, During the night, she woke up to hearing and feeling knocks on her headboard. Oh, that's where you don't want knocks. Right. Um, She said that she felt like it was a warning of impending death. And he, he kind of rebuked her for this. He's like, don't talk about this in front of the children. We don't need this kind of superstitious crap in my house, whatever. Well, a few weeks later, he comes back from a business trip, and his wife and one of his daughters had had a similar experience. Um, They woke up one night to a knocking on the bedside table, and they said it was 10 to 15 rapid knocks. And so they sat up, and they decided to try to communicate. (laughs) So they asked it it if it had something to communicate knock again, and it did. So they didn't sleep the rest of the night. 
I mean, and I don't know why. They told him about it when he came home, and he's like, Psh, y'all's crazy. Um, and he actually honestly thought that the maid servant had got to them and said something, and then they were just kind of, you know, spooked right. or whatever. So he just was like, whatever, you guys are nuts. Um, the following year, 1861, is when things really go bad. And the rest of this story takes place over the course of one month in 1861. <clears throat> His nine-year-old son, Oscar, went to the upstairs attic, which I love that name, by the Oscar? way. Oscar? I love that name. <laughs> um, he went to the upstairs attic to get something, and the day drew on. The family sits down to dinner, and there's no Oscar. And they're like, well, I don't know what, he, what happened. So they go up to the attic, and they find him passed out on a pile of logs in the attic. They woke him up. <laughs> <laughs> She's uh she's like acting out the story. She really is. She's passed out. Daisy May is upside down with her legs spread. She's passed out right now. Um he woke up and they asked him what happened and he said he went into the room and he heard three knocks on the door. He dismissed them and then the door flung open and a white shapeless form appeared and made him pass out out of fear. Wow. The boys, <clears throat> the boys started to hear a lot of knocking and scratching on the, on the floor in the room directly above their bedroom. Mm-hmm. Um, when they would investigate, the doors upstairs were closed and locked, and there was nothing there that could make that sound. The housemaid said that she saw gray forms appear in the downstairs living room while she was sitting on the stairs cleaning. One even approached her, and then when it got close to her, it vanished. Um, she also saw the same gray form one night pass her bedroom three times and call her name repeatedly. And then it entered the living room and it sobbed for hours. Oh, that's annoying. Yeah, right? <laughs> Can you keep it down? Seriously? I'm such a terrible person because that would honestly, I would not even be like, what's wrong? I would be like, what's wrong with you? Will you just shut up? I'm trying to sleep. Gosh. I love my sleep. I don't want anything to bother my right. sleep. The 11-year-old daughter, Henriette, um, she was in the living room studying one day. When she looked up, she glanced up for a second, and she saw a cheerful, half-dressed child. She assumed it was her brother, one of her brothers. She just kind of glanced up for a second. But then she looked up again and realized that it was not one of her brothers. And right before her eyes, the figure changed shape and then disappeared. Whoa. Yeah. So everybody in the house is experiencing things all over the house. Um, at this point, Melqua is still denying that there's anything going on. He's just getting irritated with his people. Um, August 15th of 1861 is what he dubs Assumption Day. Now, I'm assuming it's because his, the assumptions are correct at this point. He's oh. figuring out stuff's going on. Um, so I do want to back up really quick. Every single bit of this was a handwritten document that he personally wrote about what happened in their house. And I spent hours reading that thing. There's so much stuff that happened. Um, it's like 50-something pages, and I read the whole thing because <laughs> it's very interesting. So all of this is firsthand accounts. Okay. Um, so August 15th, 1861. Three of the children were at home. One of them heard knocking upstairs and went upstairs and said, in God's name, if something is there, then come out and knock. Oh. And it knocked. So one of the other siblings goes up and they're like, what are you doing? And they told him. 
And they did the same thing in God's name. If something is there, come out and knock. And it knocked again. And this happened three times. All three of the children experienced this. Um, They were so scared that they ran out of the house and they sat on the front steps and they didn't want to go back in the rest of the day. While they're on the steps, a rock was hurled out of nowhere and landed between two of the kids on the front steps. So they're still on the front steps, and at lunch, they started getting hungry, so they mustered up the courage, because, you know, hunger will give you courage. Mustered up the courage to go back in the house, and all the cupboard doors were wide open. Again, this ghost is very annoying. Really? Um, While they're in the living room, they notice that their dad's office door is standing open. It's usually locked, because, like, Mm -hmm. he's, he's a public figure, so he keeps stuff in there. He locks his door. They closed it and locked it and removed the key. And as they walked away, the door opened again. Oh. Then they heard footsteps coming down the stairs. Again, a door opened, a bedroom door at this, at this point opened. They closed and locked that door. And as they turned to walk away, guess what happened? Um, it, it opened again. Oh, man. Um, they took their lunch outside. The maid was taking all their dishes back into the kitchen And as she was going through the porch, she saw and heard the doors and windows in his office open and at the same time, the terrace and garden rooms and the door leading to the veranda as well as the corridor all sprung open at the same time. All these doors just opened. So, of course, the maid servant's like, y'all crazy. Um, Right. And she looked through the window in the living room as she was walking in, and she saw a chair slide across the room and then flip upside down with its legs in the air. Oh. Nothing big. I mean, it's no big deal. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. So when all this stuff starts happening, this is when he's like, okay, I think there's something happening. (laughs) You think? It's a little, I don't really know what, whatever. And like I said, keep in mind, he has lived in this house his entire life and nothing has ever happened. So I'm sure he's like, hmm, let's, let's figure out a logical explanation, right? Right. Um, a few days pass, there's more knocking. He goes through, he knows every nook and cranny of this house. So he goes through and investigates the house top to bottom. And he's knocking and he's got his wife on one end and he's like, what's this sound like? And she's like, it's not the same sound. It's not the same knock. And then while he's over here knocking, the house is knocking somewhere else. And it's like this crazy cat and mouse game to figure out what's knocking, right? And it's all over the whole house. So at bedtime, at this point, the whole, the whole family is so scared that they're all sleeping in, like, the master bedroom chamber together. They don't want to sleep in separate rooms. So at bedtime, the family is in the big bed chamber. Um, he and his wife go to bed, and they start hearing the kids start screaming. Which is what we all want to hear. Mm-hmm. So the, the um, family in the big chamber, they were scared because the knocking started getting louder. Um, he sits up on his bed. And he said the knocking would start on one end of the room and move closer, eventually knocking so hard on the bed that it shook the bed. Jeez. After a while, this is a quote, after a while the tapping on the wall began again. Also the blows on the footboard, which I held with my left hand, they were so strong that it shook violently, as did the whole bedstead. Yet I felt nothing more than a light touch on the index finger of my left hand. So he couldn't, feel what was making the bed knock but something was shaking 
Um, what's, what's interesting to me is in a lot of this story, the knocking will stop at bedtime and then come back in the morning. <laughs> so it's a polite haunting. Yeah. It just um, wants to make sure to annoy you while you're awake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, August 20th, he said the knocking started again with force at 6 a.m. So it doesn't let him sleep in. Um, he said that the knocking on the pine doors was so hard that they visibly bent. Oh, my gosh. Um, he and his wife stood in the hallway at different points of ang- like different angles of his office door. Um, and he saw his study door fly open with such force that it slammed the wall behind it. And then he saw something dark shoot like lightning from the door to the side of the chimney. Oh my gosh. Um, he said, rushing after it, and before I could say a word, my wife and son called out that they had just clearly seen a dark brown half-arm bone dart back from the door. And their assertions were so quick, or their assertions, excuse me, were so quick and simultaneous, there could be no doubt this apparition had passed in front of them. I had always held to the biblical saying that spirit lacks flesh and blood, but this crippled it. I made a stringent search of the chimney, but found it empty with no mark on the fallen soot nor any other clue. What? A dark brown half arm bone reaching. Mm. Ugh. At the same time as all of that, the maidservant came into the room and said she heard a deep voice groan, have pity on me. And then she heard footsteps. And a transparent gray cloud floated in through the kitchen window. Wow. Cool. Um. The next day, he had to get up and go to work. Again, he's part of the parliament. It's kind of a big deal. He had Mm -hmm. to go to work. Mm -hmm. Life doesn't stop because your house is haunted. Get over it. Get over it. Um, One of his sons actually ended up coming to get him in the middle of the day because the events had escalated so badly that the whole family left the house. Oh, my gosh. Um, He got home. His whole family was outside. He went inside to investigate. There were, at this point, he wasn't calling them knocks anymore. He was calling them blows. Blows on the floor were so hard, it would rattle the table and move the objects on on top of it. Um, The heavy front door would swing open and slam closed violently. Other doors in the house were jerked so hard they came off the hinges. Um, some of his friends who he trusted came in to help him investigate, including a doctor, a builder, a home builder, and some members of the court, and nobody found anything. Um, the next day, a neighbor came by, and while they were there, he and his wife witnessed a thumping on the door between the kitchen and bedchamber so hard that metal hooks were broken loose and flung into the opposite wall. Oh my gosh. At the same time, his daughter Melanie saw the front door open and she saw a white oval-shaped figure appear that was about the same height as the door frame. Wow. At this point, news is starting to spread. People are saying something's going on over at the Jaller house. You know, it's weird. So people start coming by. Neighbors start coming by and they're like, what's going on? We want to see this for ourselves. Um, His son Edward saw a snow-white figure. This is really creepy. Like a tiny hand waving in the kitchen. Oh. He passed out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I think I probably would too. At this point, so many people were coming that the police had to post guards outside of their house. Um, August 23rd. The guards are in the house. 
they go to sleep downstairs to, you know, do what they do, whatever. I thought they were supposed to be protecting, but they went to bed. Um, Jaller went upstairs to lay down, and he says, Suddenly I felt a soft rustling of the hairs on my left temple, as if caused by a playing finger. Thinking that someone wanted to wake me, I grasped at it with my left hand and felt a soft, warm little hand. I felt quite distinctly the thumb and finger. As I did so, it softly withdrew in the direction of the window where I saw, in sharp relief against the shutters, a dark shape moving slowly backwards and forwards. Okay. He called to the maid... And his wife heard him, and she goes, did something just touch you? And he's like, no, 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 it, everything's fine. He didn't want to scare her any more than she already was. The maid got up, turned off the light in the living room, and laid down. Then she jumped up screaming, claiming that something had stroked her brow and fluttered the curtain. Oh, I don't like that. The next morning, the wife told him that she had also felt a tiny hand playing with her hair and she touched it and thought it was one of her children at first until she realized there was nothing there. And he admitted to her that he had had the exact same experience at the exact time. So at this point he had convinced the police to do a thorough investigation. They kept delaying the start of this investigation. He's getting irritated. The knocking is continuing. The door slamming open and shut. Um, a lot of people are trying to come into the house and see what's going on and he's getting really irritated and meanwhile he still has to work right so right. he's trying to just manage all of this chaos um it was kind of sad because he was a very distinguished man in his community but because of all of this people are starting to question his reputation right, right? they're like something's going on with this weird this dude he's weird whatever um Finally, the police decided to do the investigation. They asked the whole family to leave on August 27th so they could come in for a few days and investigate the house without any possible distractions or sounds right. from people instead of whatever these things were. Right. And the family came back September 1st. September 4th, he and his wife, or I'm sorry, his wife and one of their daughters were sitting at a table when the floor beneath the table thumped so hard that the whole table sprang up into the air. Um, the maid and another one of his children heard footsteps really heavy on the floor upstairs and they watched the heavy bolt on the door raise lower and the door open and then no one, nobody came in. Mm. September 10th, he's at work, he gets home. The neighbors told him that they could hear the racket coming from his house all the way to their house. Um, his wife and his daughter, Emmeline, watched as a stool in the living room moved slowly from its place and quickly turned over, slamming down on the floor upside down. The living room doors slammed so violently that the neighbors could hear them. Later, Emmeline, this is really creepy, Emmeline was outside during the day when her father was at work, and she heard a noise on the trellis, so she turned around and she saw a pale figure leaning out the window and reaching across the trellis. The figure had straight hair, had a neckerchief, and a hairnet, and her head was sunk forward in melancholy. Emmeline thought it was the maid, so she called out to her, but the maid came out of the cellar door. And at that same moment, the figure ducked under the leaves and disappeared. September 11th, around 9 a.m., 
Jaller wakes. He he gets up. He goes down to the living room, walks past the living room. All the furniture's in its normal place. Um, he turned to head up the stairs, and he heard what he said sounded almost like dancing, like stuff shuffling around. Less than a minute had passed. All of the furniture had been moved, including a heavy walnut table that had been flipped upside down. The chairs were moved into the corners of the room. The sofa was upside down. Um, at supper time, a gray figure floated in through the door that looked like, he said, a little three-cornered gray shawl. It moved from the door to the cupboard and then it vanished. And later the maid was cleaning up in the kitchen and she felt something brush her foot thinking it was a cat. She didn't pay any attention, but then it tugged at her skirt and she looked down and it was the little gray shawl thing floating around again. And of course she freaked out. So things are escalating. Very, very weird. And there's not a single person in the house not affected. Like, it's not singling anybody out. Oh, man. Um, The next day, they're having coffee in the living room. The maid calls the whole family upstairs. All of the wall hangings and furniture were were in disarray. Pictures had been taken off the wall and turned turned around. Bowls with things in them had been upside down, turned upside down and dumped out. Furniture had been moved all over the place. Um... In the short period of time it took them to go upstairs to see that and come back down, the main living room had the same thing happen. All the furniture had been rearranged, flipped upside down. Um, Jaller said, It can be readily understood that I had been able to keep an objective eye on everything going on as long as I was in the house and knew the situation and circumstances better than anyone and was completely convinced that this ghost was not made by human hand. So the next day he's called away on business. Um, One of the things that he had to do while he was out was pay somebody a large sum of money. When he gets home, his family reported something new. They heard the sound of coins being jingled and rolled around on the floor. When he asked them about what time that occurred, it was the exact same time he was paying his client. What? Later, two of his sons were outside. Stones began to fall on them just out of nowhere. Um, Later that night, they're sitting around eating dinner, and some of the family members said their chairs were moving while they're trying to sit in them to eat. And all of this, and they're not moving. That's what kills me. Like, all this continues to happen, and they're just in the house. (sighs) Anyway, um, September 14th at dusk, Jaller sent for the lamps to be lit. Before the lamps were lit, one of his girls screamed, saying she felt ice-cold fingertips touching her neck and face. And when the lamps were lit, it stopped. If you turn the lamps out, more people would feel things on their face. Oh, my gosh. Um, One of the servant girls said she felt what seemed like cold, spiky dog claws at her ankle. Um, the next day they have some friends come over who were concerned about their welfare and they're sitting around talking about the disturbances and they decided to show them. (laughs) They're like, let, let me show you just sit right there. So they turn the lights out, turn the candles out, right? Turn the candles out. They turned the candles out. (laughs) They turned them out. Turned them out. Uh huh. Um, his wife and children in the room immediately felt cold, dead fingers tickling their face and neck. And his wife said she felt a light stroking on her forehead just before she passed out. Wow. All three of the guests clearly saw 
the silhouette of innumerable hands wriggling and jerking near the window. And when the light came on, it stopped. Ugh. This is kind of funny. That night, the maid got pelted with pears. Pears? Pears. <laughs> I just started know. pelting her in the head with pears. Um, that night, the entire family slept in one bedchamber. Several of the children said they felt cold fingers grasping at their throat and their face. Oh. And they felt a heaviness on the foot of the bed and even tugging of the covers. Oh, my gosh. Um... Things kept getting weird. An apple bounced down the stairs, not fell. It bounced down the stairs, got to the bottom, and then it proceeded to bounce itself down the hall. They picked it up and put it on a table. It bounced itself off the table. They threw it out the window, and it came back. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, the maid heard a voice outside. She was outside doing something, and she heard that same deep growling voice that said, I shall come no more. Great. Bye. Bye. Peace out. <laughs> um, random items from other parts of the house would end up crammed in the stovepipe. They would find things like an axe, a horse collar, all <laughs> kinds of things. And he even said with the horse collar that it was crammed up there so tight that it took three people to pull it out. What? So he doesn't know how somebody could just stick that up there. Um, September 22nd. The whole family left the house when three people witnessed a curtain in the living room being pulled back. And swung vigorously. And one of the children saw a gray form move through the house. Later, the gray figure appeared in an upstairs window waving a handkerchief. And from the kitchen, the daughter heard sobbing. Um, The daughter was outside one day with a neighbor. And they all saw a gray cloth waving in the closed kitchen window by what seemed like a brown arm bone. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Um... In the evening, one of the boys was overcome with horror when he saw a whitish apparition under the hall window. It took the form of two arms with broad, snow-white hands pointing ahead. It fluttered into him and disappeared. Oh, I don't like that. I don't either. Um, His son Edward saw a small triangular white figure coming from inside to one of the windows and then quickly pull back. A deep voice was heard calling first one daughter by name, then another, asking about the whereabouts of their mother. Oh. His daughter, Melanie, I'm going to read this as he wrote it, because this is creepy. Saw the figure of a girl sitting at a table. This girl wore a green jacket and a net over her straight hair. Her head bent in front of her in a melancholy fashion. So to me, it sounds like the same girl that was on the trellis earlier. Wondering whether it might be the servant girl, she loudly called her name, at which the form crouched down lower in an odd way. She asked where the maid was and then saw her returning from a neighbor's house some way off where she had been busy fetching fruit. Hearing about this, one of the older boys rushed into the garden so that he too could see the apparition. There was nothing more to see at this window, but he did see the same figure through the open window of the garden room, although to him the jacket seemed to be brown. Walk, through, walk from the corridor into the room, boldly swinging her feet onto the ledge as if she were going to jump out and then suddenly vanish. In the evening when we came home, Melanie and the maid saw the same figure. The maid saw the same figure that Melanie had seen by the lower window exactly in the earlier position. Oh. Finally, on October 22nd, they packed up their stuff and they got out of the house. 
So all of this started in early August. So it took them two months, I guess. They got all their stuff out. And this makes me sad. This, this quote, to cap off this story, makes me really sad. Jaller says, Standing outside my beloved house, I felt the full force of the poet's words, that as much as half a person's being is bound up in his home life. It was as though the best pages had been torn out of the record of my life and I had been left ruined. Oh, that is sad. They fled to Zurich and he died three years later at the young age of 47. The home was eventually torn down in 2010. Wow. That's heavy. Mm-hmm. So I started digging into a little bit more of this and... Some people think that it was his grandmother haunting him. Oh. Jaller's father was her only son. Mm-hmm. And apparently Jaller, when he became a member of the parliament, he was very liberal. Yeah. And the grandmother was not. Oh. So she was very upset with his politics and right. haunted the house, just plaguing the house with all kinds of stuff. What bothers me about that, and I don't know anything about how his family was, you know, how close they were, whatever. It seems like they were close, like the kids and he and his wife were close. I don't know how close he was to his other relatives, but why would she haunt the kids? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. I mean, if she's after him, it seems like she would do stuff to him while he's at work, not when he's at work and she's doing stuff to the house. Yeah. So that doesn't really make sense to me, but what do I know? I'm not a ghost. I don't know. But, um... Yeah, that is that is the story of Melchior Jaller in, in Switzerland. Terrible, terrible time. This terrible, terrible house. Oh my goodness! So there you go. I don't know that that one. That one's definitely not as like demonic, scary as yeah, last week. That's just but sad. It's, it's sad and it's really creepy. It is creepy, like the <laughs> the bones, the arm bones, and then the hands, like the tiny yeah. little hands. They. I don't like that. I don't like that either. Like Like touching your face and then you reach back and you feel it. (gasps) No, thank you. That was the condensed version. Like I said, there were 52 pages. Good Lord. That's a lot. Stuff that happened and it just progressively got worse. Oh my gosh. There you go. Well, that was awesome and (laughs) scary, but not demonic. So I can sleep Mm -hmm. tonight. It's perfect. Well, (laughs) If I can pretend I don't know anything about the Screaming House, I can sleep tonight. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Pretty bad. I love it. Need a breather? Maybe a little distraction? No shame. We're spooked too. Here's something you can do in the meantime. Take a minute to rate and review Girls and Ghouls in your favorite podcast app. Every rating and every review helps Girls and Ghouls continue to share haunting stories from around the world. All right, break time's over. It's time to get scary. Mine's not as scary. <laughs> Mine's not scary at all. Mine's just hilarious and awesome. And it's everything I ever wanted in a ghost story. <laughs> so I can't wait. we're going to Oklahoma City. Okay. Which I know is that's where everyone wants to go. Oklahoma mm-hmm. City. Yeah. Um, we're going to go to the Skirvin Hotel. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. I did not watch any videos on this because I didn't have to because there's just so much. It's in <laughs> newspapers. 
There are like full websites dedicated to this and almost every single witness is someone, um, is a prominent figure, which oh. is rather interesting. Mm-hmm. So the Skirvin Hotel was built in 1910 by W.B. Skirvin. He was a wealthy man. A very fancy man, but he also... Yes, very fancy. Uh, And he really wanted this hotel to have all of the things that he loved. So he outfitted it with the finest comforts. Um, It had 224 rooms with a capacity of 500. It was 10 stories tall when it was first built. Um, but in 1930, a third wing was added, which increased the size of the building to 14 stories with 525 rooms. This is huge, massive building, beautiful building. Um, people loved it. The guests loved it. The people in Oklahoma City loved it. It was just, it was just great, except for one thing. Uh, Skirvin was kind of a skeevy guy, okay? Like, he was involved in some, uh, not nice things. Was he known as Skeevy Skirvin? (laughs) He should have been known as Skeevy Skirvin because Skirvin (laughs) had a lot of things go down in that hotel. And he was involved in all of them. Okay? So Skirvin took that upper portion of the hotel that he added and he kind of turned it into his, we're going to call it his playground of sorts. Mm. And that is where he and unconfirmed members of the mafia would hang out and they would play games like Russian roulette and they'd have what? prostitutes and just lots of like drugs and craziness. Okay. Like police had to raid multiple times wow. because of the uh, wild things that were happening in that hotel. Um, one of the first deaths in the hotel was a uh, prostitute who was in one of the upper floors and uh <laughs> She gets into an argument with her person, client, and uh, unfortunately it ended with him murdering her. Mm. Right. Not a, not a good situation. Uh, there, were, there was a murder-suicide between a couple that were somehow involved in whatever drug thing was happening at the time in the hotel. But the most popular murder story isn't even, it's not even a murder story, okay? I'm going to say it's a murder because I feel like, I feel like... The person involved knew what was going on. Skirvin, being the skeevy guy that he is, had to employ a large amount of people to maintain this hotel. And he wasn't going to do any of the work. He was just going to be there and have his parties and have his hookers and have his drugs and his games, right? But one of the maids, um, Effie, he found very entertaining. He really liked Effie. Um, So he hooked up with her because that's what skeevy skirvin does is hook up with his young maids and she ended up pregnant now rut row yeah skeevy skirvin was married (laughs) oh even more rut row (laughs) this was a problem he did not want to risk his reputation which was already kind of you know teetering if it weren't for the fact that he had like mega bucks you know people Mm would have hated him um but he, he really didn't want... I, I think he probably was maybe afraid of his wife or something. Maybe she was worse than he is. Oh. Uh, but she, he, he locked the maid in a room on the top floor and said that she had to stay there until the baby was born, right? 
because she wanted to keep the baby. She was just like, look, you know, I don't need your help. Um, I don't want anything from you. Like, I just want to have my baby. And he was like, well, okay. Like, he wasn't going to have his mafia friends kill her, I guess. But he locks in the room. He says, you can't come out until the baby's born because I don't need this. And she uh, argued with it, apparently, but still somehow ended up locked in this room. Um, after the baby was born, he let her roam the hotel floor a little bit, but never let her leave the floor, even after mm. the baby was born. Um, she would put the baby in a stroller and back and forth, walk the baby up and down the halls, but she went crazy. She lost it. And um, the legend around this is that she, in a fit of, of insanity and rage, decides to teach Skirvin a lesson. He, he doesn't want scandal. He doesn't want any blood on his hands. You know, he doesn't want anything bad to happen. So she's going to bring it to him. So mm -hmm. she goes to the window, picks up her infant, <gasps> and jumps out of the, the top story. She and the baby both died instantly. Instantly. That's awful. Yeah. So uh, that was earlier on, like in the 40s, okay? Um, there were other things that ended up happening in the hotel a lot of, like like I said, it was it, this was a place where they, they said that people would go into this place to, um, to mingle with quote-unquote loose women. Um, mm -hmm. That was a very, that, that's really what it was used for. It was then closed down um, for a long time, a very long time. And uh, stories started coming out of the hotel from the homeless people that would mm. break in to sleep in there. Uh, but people brushed it off because, you know, homeless people, what do they know? They're, they're not sane. Right. They're not good, you know, judges of what's going on in the world, I guess. I don't know. People brushed <laughs> it off. It was... Uh, eventually reopened and it was turned into a, the beautiful hotel that it is today. And it is still standing. It is a very popular hotel in Oklahoma City. So popular that, um, that it's used. <laughs> it's used by uh, most of the like professional sports teams when they're in Oklahoma City. That's where they put their players up. The NBA and other people will pay for it so their players can stay in this very fancy hotel for free, right? Except mm -hmm. the players, they don't want to stay there. They will pay money out of their own pocket to stay elsewhere after having experiences in this hotel. Oh. So, which I think is amazing. Mm -hmm. Now, it starts off pretty mild. The manager of the hotel does not believe in ghosts. He said he had heard, you know, stories from people who had, you know, broken in or from workers who had been in there. But he, pff, no, he doesn't believe in it. He still says, he still maintains to this day that there are no, there's no such thing as ghosts. But he says that uh, the first time he went into the building was in, uh, let's see, in the mid-90s. And there were, there was no power because they were still working on on certain things to make it safe, like the outer mm -hmm. parts and stuff. Uh, that no one was staying in there. He was going uh, into the lobby, and the lobby had no power in it either. Like, there's nothing there. They were using natural light. But there was one light bulb that was always on. And to this day, they can't turn it off. They will turn it off 
and it'll turn back on. They'll take the light bulb out and they'll find a light bulb in it. Lo and behold, it was old WB Skirvin's chair. And he would always be in his chair monitoring who was coming so and who was going cool. into his hotel, right? So they can't keep it. They can't keep it off. They've get, He's given up. He just is like, well, it's new wiring. Someone's playing a prank. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. The same manager, after everything is all done and beautified, he's doing the grand tour. Now, bear in mind, they've done a lot of renovation. Everything is sealed. He is one of the first people to see the hotel as it will be when they reopen it, right? Mm-hmm. And they are cutting the, like, tape off of different floors as he's going through to approve everything. Mm-hmm. They get to the 10th floor. They <laughs> start opening the rooms up. The workers are going through, cutting the tape, and they went into the suite first. Originally, it wasn't going to be the suite first because he heard sounds. Mm-hmm. He was very confused. Like, what are these sounds coming from the suite? They cut the tape off and they open the door. And the TV is on. I'm playing a porno. <gasps> oh, my goodness. It shouldn't have been playing because there was no cable. Oh. There was nothing hooked up yet. This was just approval on, like, we got all the furniture put in. Everything's clean. Yeah. And no. It, it had a very naughty movie playing. He then was like, you know, some one of the construction workers. They were in here. No one was in there. No one. Well, was in again, there. there was no cable, so there's no cable. But he, he's he's so in denial mm-hmm. about it that, and he's worried about. I think he's very much worried about losing, um, losing business. Yeah, losing business. So, the funny thing about it being the tenth floor is the tenth floor is allegedly where the prostitute the prostitutes started. Tenth floor on up. Effie mm-hmm. was started on the tenth floor for a little while, and then she moved up. Um, and this is when things pick up, obviously, because people are staying in the hotel now because it's a, you know, it's an awesome hotel. It's mm-hmm. beautiful, right? So the least scary, or not, none of it's scary. The least unusual is that a lot of people will um, be walking down the hall and they'll hear squeaking wheels behind them. What sounds like a stroller. And they'll hear a baby cry and stuff. Mm-mm. But they'll turn around to let the, you know, woman with the stroller by, but no one's there. Um, they'll also see a woman carrying a baby, but when they, like, turn to look at her again, she'll be gone. That mm. is seen a lot. A lot, a lot. But it's not the most frequent occurrence there. I mean, a lot of people have reported, like, you know, they get, they hear crying from the rooms and they, you know, they get this uncomfortable, like, presence. Like, that's how they describe it. They just feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not, that's not typically what they see. Uh, what actually ends up happening is the loose women never left. Oh. One of the most common apparitions in this hotel, and it is a full body, completely clear apparition, is as you are lathering up in the shower. It's always dudes. Lathering up in the shower, dude turns around, and lo and behold, there is a fully naked woman, completely like like hairstyle from like 30s, 40s, standing in the oh. shower, 
like in the shower in the shower and then she'll vanish now this was originally reported by just like normal joe schmo people right normal people but then the nba started using this hotel and other other people started like sports teams uh were using (laughs) that hotel um so uh let's see here the bulls members of the bulls the knicks the knicks yes bill simmons like all these people okay they get in the shower and she will show up in there and she will proposition them she will offer Uh -uh. them like she'll talk to them she'll try to seduce them and most people are like no thank you or they like freak out yeah. Because there's this random, like, naked girl in the shower and they don't know what to make of it. Some people have gone along with it and had themselves the right jolly good time. Are you serious? 100% serious, okay? Um, oh my God. <laughs> I think that's awful. Okay. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's one of the one of the most common ones men typically see that there i have not found a single a single thing from a woman saying yeah i was in the shower and a naked woman came in so the the, the prostitutes knew i guess mm-hmm. who to target and still do um after losing a game to oklahoma city thunder the knicks reported that they lost because of a ghost um that kept them up all night long uh eddie curry said that he slept just two hours one night um because he was on the 10th floor and he was apparently sexually accosted during the night. He also, they heard uh, creaks and groans in the room all night long. Oh, my. I mean, I don't know what, what that kind says. of groans. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of creaks they were hearing. Um <laughs> Oh In God. 2010, ESPN's Bill Simmons reported strange happenings while he was there. He stayed on the 10th floor, and at 4.30 in the morning, he woke up to what sounded like a crying baby in the bedroom. Um, he got this weird feeling that there was someone in the room with him. Like, I don't know, maybe it was the crying baby in the room. Yeah. But he, uh, he said the crying was urgent, and it was coming from the window. And he flipped the light on and the crying stopped. Not only has he heard this baby at the window in that particular room, but most of the staff has been reporting it for as long as it's been open. And uh, guests leave that room because of it, because it'll keep them up all night and it will um, it won't stop unless you turn the light on. Wow. Um, in 1994, a security guard <laughs> was in the abandoned hotel. This is right before it opened. Um, and he said he smelled a lavender perfume. Mm. And all of a sudden, there was a woman who identified herself as Effie. She manifested herself completely. And she tried to seduce him. And he's not the only person. A lot of the people that had been in the hotel while it was abandoned said that there was a strange woman in there that that smelled like flowers um, that would proposition them. Uh, He kept turning her down and he wasn't super bothered by her. 
which I thought was <laughs> really strange. Yeah. Um, until one night, she apparently told the guard that she wanted him to be with her forever in the afterlife. So, he says that she dove into him, into him, Mm-mm. and then when he got in the truck that he was driving, she held his leg down on the gas pedal to try to make him crash. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Which I think is... That's terrifying. Pretty terrifying, right. Um, Taj, Taj Gibson... I don't know if that's mm-hmm. how you say it. The Chicago Bulls had his bathroom door shut, like slammed shut over and over and over and over while he was in his room on the 10th floor. Um, Derek Rose and James Johnson also reported hearing strange noises that night. And uh, Derek Rose says, I believe in stuff like that. <laughs> I mean, I guess you have to. Lou Williams, who was then with the Toronto Raptors, uh, he left the hotel. He checked out early because his practice gear kept getting moved from the hallway into his locked hotel room. And uh, Effie, or they're assuming Effie, it could have been uh, somebody else, Mm -hmm. uh, kept propositioning him in the room. And Mm -hmm. rather forcefully so. Very forcefully so, actually. Wow. So he said he didn't want to spend any more time there. So he checked out and paid for a hotel on his own. Uh, Clippers player Wesley Johnson woke up in the middle of the night and his bathtub was full of water. (laughs) He didn't understand this because he didn't take a bath. He didn't turn the water on. But when he walked into the room, he said that there was a ghostly maid who offered, quote unquote, turn down service. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) This is crazy. Oh, my gosh. God. Reggie Miller said he had an encounter with the famed Effie. He placed a water bottle in his nightstand. And when he woke up, the water bottle was across the room. Just moved across the room all on its own. He's not sure how. Now, that could have been that could have been anything. They did check security tapes because, I mean, these are well-known people and everything. Mm-hmm. All the times that these have been reported, they're making sure that uh, maids aren't going in the room. Nothing. Tapes yeah. are clear. Um, the maid carts move on their own they go up and down the halls all by themselves um people have seen them do this they can hear them do this there are videos of them doing this they just move around all on their own um but my personal favorite story from (laughs) from this whole this whole thing is uh from Okay, I might be crazy, but I swear this dude's name is Meta World Peace. Yes. Okay. I, I'm not a sports person, so I don't know any of this. <laughs> he changed it, but yes, that's his name. Okay, so um, he does not want to go to that hotel anymore. He was one of the more recent ones that had uh, an experience. And he okay. said, <laughs> and I'm quoting this. This is in, like, the paper, Okay. The paper. The papers. Like the big papers. They ran this through so many different newspapers. Okay. Yep. The ghosts were all over me. I just accepted it. They touched me all over the place. I'm taking one of the ghosts to court for touching me in the wrong places. (laughs) Oh, my God. So. 
Wow. Um, they're I, handsy. They're very handsy. I mean, some of them, some of the the stories from people who are not on teams, like, they were more graphic. So if you're interested mm-hmm. in that sort of thing, um, you can look it up. There are lots of them. This is what happens. You go to the hotel. If you're a woman, you're probably going to just notice, like, baby crying, maid cart, rolling around. Um, if you're a dude, you're probably going to get molested. <laughs> Heavily. Just saying. Just saying. There are going to be naked women's all over the 10th floor. Um, I mean, if you're into that sort of thing. If you're into that sort of thing. Um, oh, the other thing is that they, <laughs> a lot of the people report hearing a woman's voice talking very seductively to them throughout the night. Wow. So, um, it's still haunted. It's still there. You can still go. The manager still says, pish posh, we don't have ghost prostitutes. I think the manager is their ghost pimp daddy. I think so. He's like, I hook you up, bro. (laughs) I hook you up. But uh, yeah, if you go there and you're a dude, you can get get fondled by uh, otherworldly hands. Um, Wow. You can get your stuff moved around. And a good time will be had by everyone. (laughs) Unless you're not into that sort of thing. That's it, though. That's my short that's, and hilarious story from the Skirvin Hotel. so crazy. Isn't that so funny? <laughs> I don't know why it makes me laugh so much. But because it is. Hearing like, I think, I mean, the New York Times. Yes. Reported this. Yes. It's everywhere. That's why I, I couldn't, I can't even say which papers because it's so many different places have cited this. So many different people, and these aren't people who are like looking for their five minutes of fame. They've got yeah. it. That's insane. I love it so much. And you don't ever hear about like you hear. I don't know. You hear about the ghosts that are trying to throw you out a window. You don't hear about the ones that are like, "Hey, baby, trying to make out." Except for that one in Texas. Yeah, you know? but yeah. it's never women. <laughs> this is it's crazy. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. They also say that the hotel is uh, supposedly the site of several seances and a meeting place for, quote, unquote, devil worshipers. Oh. I don't know what that means. And I honestly, I'm going to I'm going to be completely clear here. I didn't look that up. I wasn't like, hey, tell me about the devil worshipers, because I don't want that juju. Yeah. I read one story. (laughs) Yeah. No, no, no. It talks about the demon. I read one story. But I, I, I'm going to tell later. And I had done all this research and I read this whole like ridiculous like, it was like a PDF novelette type thing. You know, like a really long like, these yeah. are the, and the very last paragraph was, it's even said that just reading about blank blank causes activity, even if you're not anywhere near blank blank. And I'm like, oh, thank you. Thank you. Last paragraph of this large PDF. <laughs> thank you. I'm really glad I read it. <laughs> then I sprinkled my house with pretend holy water. I was like, Jesus, bless my oh, tap water. Speaking of pretend holy water, Mark and I were watching TV last night, and it was not on the religious channel. I can't even remember what we are watching. Probably something sports related. <laughs> well, you know, there's those channels. Yeah. But it was probably something sports related, because Mark was watching it. And this commercial came on, and... It was for something called Miraculous Spring Water. 
Miraculous. And you can buy it or you can get it for free in this little tiny packet. And when you drink it, the Lord will bless you with money in your mailbox and healing. What? Yeah. And there's this man. I think his name is Peter. Hold on. I got to find it now. Peter Prophet or something like that. Yeah. He is the creepiest of the creepy. Um, But he had like... He had people on there, and this was not an infomercial. It was just like a 60-second commercial, and we saw it two or three different times. But it was, he would have people on there where he would put the microphone in their face, and this pe- these people were like, I drank the water, the, the miraculous spring water, whatever it's Wait, called. is his and name Peter Popoff? <laughs> Yes, that's his name, Peter Popoff. <laughs> that's his name. And these guys, these people were like, I drank the miraculous spring water, and the next day I checked my mail, and I had a check for $40,000. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? What's funny is this man used to lead an evangelical church where he yeah. would, like, lay hands on people, and they'd fall over and stuff, and he got called out they found him out because somebody one of his congregation got suspicious and they brought in a radio frequency thing and they they heard his wife through his little earbud things giving him details about the congregation like he had some old woman up there who had arthritis and the his wife gave him her name and address through his little earpiece and so he could say it like the lord's telling me you live at blah 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 and they were like oh my gosh he's holy but yeah, it's these little foil packets that are like two droplets of this miraculous water that you can order, and it'll make all your dreams come true. I'm I'm totally reading an article about where they where they got the water from. It's tap water. You know, it's tap water. It's not. It's Costco water. <laughs> <laughs> That's even better. Is it say that on his website? No. Somebody somebody was trying to. Um, you know, just debunk all this, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, seriously, does it really take much effort to debunk that? Oh, my. Miracle God. spring water. God. It's just oh ridiculous. He's a televangelist. He's disgusting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Peter Popoff, the born again scoundrel. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm going to start selling holy cotton balls. (laughs) (laughs) Remove your makeup with this cotton ball. Yeah. And all of your makeup will be Peter Popoff Ministries. Peter Popoff. Who Mm -hmm. named him? (laughs) He's from Germany. Oh. He's from West Berlin. Popoff. Yeah. Um, He's on slick deals? He's on what? Slick deals? I really wish you guys could see the commercial. I mean, it's... Look it up, guys. Special. Yeah, look up Peter Popoff, Miracle Spring Water. You can go to his website to request prayer. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Oh, let's go to testimonials. Let's look at testimonials. Peter Popoff wants to... This is what Slick Deal says. Peter Popoff wants to send you a free free packet of Miracle Spring Water free of charge. A prophet mm-hmm. of God, he erases slash cancels debts and does many supernatural things on televi- television. Television. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These people just, it's so sad. 
to see people get taken advantage of like that. I know. He does now, he does um, infomercials in the middle of the night. You know, these desperate people watching TV and yeah. Oh my gosh. That's Isn't that insane. funny though? Like the commercial was hilarious because you can tell it was filmed in like the early 90s. <laughs> and he's just holding this microphone up and he's got one hand on their shoulder and they're telling these stories. And when they say something good that happened, he turns and looks at the congregation and smiles. This like, what? isn't that amazing, folks? Look, it's Look amazing. They made this, drank this miracle spring water that you can only get from me or Costco, and miracles happen. <laughs> oh my gosh! It's it was insane. It was honestly. Have you ever seen that commercial where it starts off like a really horrible commercial and then it cuts in the middle and they're like, "Don't you? Isn't this horrible? Don't you wish you could tell them about it?" Oh, you mean have like you seen that? Farmers? No, 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 no. Yeah, it's I like, know what you're talking about. But yeah, and I thought it was one of those. I was waiting on the thing to come slash through the middle of the commercial and be like, this is terrible. Don't you wish you could tell them about it? But it never happened. Same thing with the Farmers Only commercial. The first farmers time I only, saw a Farmers it. Only commercial, I thought it was fake. <laughs> it should be fake. It should be, it it should be, be. Lonely Farmers. <laughs> That's what it should be. Well, there you go. There it is. <laughs> I, I don't even know what to say. I don't either. We'll see you next week, I guess. Yeah. That's what we could say. <laughs> Just, yeah. That's it. If you've ever gotten some Miracle world. Spring Water and you've had miracles happen, I'd love to hear about it. Yeah, tell us about your Miracle Spring Water or any other weird thing. I, just, I might have to go to Costco and get me Get some. yourself some Miracle Spring Water. That's right. Girl. <laughs> get it at Costco. vet bills we've had, man. I need all the just help. Dump I them right get. on the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> just pour it and massage will bathe them with it. There you go. <laughs> and all will be well. And then I'm going to call Peter Pop-Off and tell him this crap Peter don't Pop-off. work. Pop-Off. And then he'll. Peter Pop-Off. Look over. Oh, you should see him. <laughs> What a jerk. You gotta, you gotta see him. What he's got, a like, jerk. The neon white teeth. Oh, no. Yeah, he's one of those with the hair all slicked back and his jazzy suit. Oh, no. That's yeah. crazy. Ugh. Good stuff. Well, so, um, yeah, we do need stories, though. Yes. So, if you guys have any, like, firsthand encounters with stuff, or if you've got, like, stories that have been passed down through your family. Mm-hmm. email us those and we don't we won't say your name on the podcast but just email us your story but also include your name and address and we'll send you a pearly ghost sticker our cute little pearl um sticker um so do that because we we would love to read those on the air i still think i need to get my mom to come on and tell about her grandparents yeah i think you should i'll have to do that maybe maybe the next time we record i'll get her to come do that and y'all can hear Perfect. my mama's sweet southern self tell her story of Perfect. her grandparents yes and guys thank you so much for all the love that you've been giving the podcast we are i'm, I'm just thrilled with how many people have been tuning in um if you have been listening do us a favor rate and review the podcast because that is how other people find us and we want everybody to be scared of seductive ghosts <laughs> scared silly that's right the end (laughs) the end all right guys have a fantastic weekend and we will catch you next week bye
Thank you so much for listening to Girls and Ghouls. Don't forget to subscribe to Girls and Ghouls on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. If you enjoyed the show, leave us a five-star review or tell us how scared you were on social media. You can tag us with hashtag Girls and Ghouls or tag us at Girls and Ghouls. Until next time, stay scared, friends.